0: Welcome to Zen bones, ancient wisdom for modern times. This is Mark Lesser. Why Zen bones? Our world is in crisis and ever shifting. And now more than ever, more wisdom, clarity, and courage are essential, especially in the world of work, business, and leadership. In today's episode, called Embracing Transitions. We start with a short guided meditation, utilizing this theme of transitions, pausing, letting go, and re-emerging. I then do a short talk on change and embracing transitions and unpack the three stages of, of transitions, uh, endings, not knowing, and new beginnings. And I share a poem from Naomi Shihab Nye about change and appreciating change. Today's Zen Puzzler comes from a formal Zen Koan about the question, uh, what is Zen? Or what does it mean to be fully human? Where the teacher responds about a cypress tree in the garden. And what can we learn from trees after all about our lives? I hope you enjoy this episode. Now well, let's do some sitting practice together. I hope that the bell can support us and help us to uh, to pause. noticing the body, noticing the breath, arriving, arriving, the transition from whatever you were doing uh, to being more fully, more fully here and now, arriving here, yeah, the, as uh, Zen teacher Thich Nhat Hanh says, the real miracle isn't to walk on water, Uh, the real miracle is to walk right here on earth. Uh, The real miracle is to be here, fully here, this body, this breath. Yeah. so whether uh whether you whether your mind is calm right now or not so calm bouncing uh just noticing uh, just noticing and using the breath and the body as as a way to uh to anchor as a way to support us yeah the great gift seeing uh, everything as as gift, Uh, the uh, energy, the warmth uh, coursing through us right now, uh, gravity, allowing us to be here on this, this earth And this breath, the gift of this uh, breath. And simply, uh, uh, simply noticing a breathing in and breathing out. And the theme for this episode is around uh, transitions around change. So noticing the transition from uh, whatever you were engaged in to uh, to stopping, pausing, uh, allowing our uh, big mind, big heart to be present, always with us, but somehow we don't always notice. So part of the transition is uh, ending whatever you were doing. And entering, uh, entering the space of not knowing right now, letting go of our usual expectations, judgments, criticisms, and what is it like what is it like to just uh, be here? And yeah, checking in uh, with the body. Uh, noticing the breath. Uh, letting uh, thinking mind do its thing in like thoughts, like clouds in the sky. And noticing whatever you're uh, feeling right now. Uh, What is it like to be here? What is it like to be uh, alive? right now. And uh, cultivating some approach, the approach is curiosity, uh, kindness, uh, and warm heartedness, warm hearted approach to this uh, transition, transition. Yeah, noticing uh, the ordinary, this ordinary practice, and at the same time something sacred, extraordinary about this life, this body, this breath. Yeah, a. Uh, childlike curiosity, you know, that this breath, this time is new is fresh, we don't have to uh, pretend it is so. So it's uh, shifting from kind of habit energy to the energy of more uh, freedom the freedom and courage to be here alive, not knowing, not knowing what will happen next. And then the other, the other aspect of this model of transitions is uh, emerging Uh, uh, ending ending this particular time and uh, emerging emerging into whatever is next with a sense of uh, learning uh, reinventing reinventing your life, not being caught by old, Uh, old ghosts and patterns and habits, uh, bringing a sense of uh, freshness. So uh, I'm going to uh, reemerge right now as I uh, ring the bell to end this sitting, but please feel free to to join me or feel free to uh, continue sitting. transitions and uh, embracing transitions, you know, we're almost always in some kind of transition, or maybe it might be more precise to say that we are always in transition. We always are in this living on this edge of change. You know, and, and maybe, you know, there's different images for how we live in time, you know, one image is like living on the edge of a wave that's breaking. That there's this sense of now, you know, now, now. And the other image for time is that every, everything, everything from our past everything, even perhaps from our uh, future is right here. Everything is right here and right now. The transitions, you know, transitions, uh, some, uh, some are uh, enormous, like uh, starting or ending a job or beginning or ending a relationship or a birth, Uh, a uh, transition into adulthood or a death and some uh, some transitions are more ordinary like starting the day or beginning our work day or you know stopping or starting uh, playing an instrument or a sport or uh, completing a project. I'm currently... Uh, Uh, celebrating the transition of having recently uh, completed a book uh, called finding clarity. And I'm noticing, I'm, uh, I'm both uh, celebrating that it's complete. And I'm also grieving that um, it's a project that was close to my heart for a long time. And um, but now beginning this uh, the new process of um, birthing the book out in the out into the world with a sense of not knowing. I don't know how how this book will uh, how it will be received in the world. And some some transitions are uh, inevitable, like the rhythms of starting and ending each day conversation, right, or a period of meditation are kinds of transitions. And sometimes we bring, you know, great awareness to these, uh, these changes, these transitions, and sometimes uh, not so much. Some some transitions we celebrate and others we resist, right, we can welcome them or we can uh, appreciate them. I recently stumbled upon a a book that I remember really enjoying, that was written, I think, more than forty years ago, is a book uh, called Transitions by uh, someone who I discovered lives uh, here in my in Mill Valley, California. His name is William Bridges, and uh, and he describes three stages of transitions. There's many, you know, there's a lot of different models, and I think models are extraordinarily useful, you know, um, mindfulness and Buddhism is a model, you know, emotional intelligence is a model, we learn from models, you know, the, the historical Buddha presented, you know, Buddhism, you know, as a, uh, as a model, things like the Four Noble Truths and the Eightfold Paths are models for how to live how to shift our lives from energy, to more, more freedom. So I think this model of transitions is also a useful model. And the, the model that uh, William Bridges describes is that um, looking at transitions as starting with endings, right? What is it we are letting go of? So when we wake up, our night of sleep is ending. Right? When we begin a new job, we're ending whatever we were doing uh, previously. Uh, when we are uh, uh, start a period of meditation, it's the you know it may be you know the beginning of meditation, but it's the ending of whatever we were doing uh, when someone you know when someone dies, uh, this is um, this ending, some profound, Ending. So recognizing endings is a, I think, a useful, practical, and powerful way to look at uh, transitions. How something is uh, ending and letting letting go, letting go of a relationship or a job or a meditation. So ending, uh, it it it's a way of. Uh, Leaning into and allowing space for whatever might be happening next, and then uh, Bridges describes the next uh, the next part of transitions is what he calls uh, the neutral zone. You know, in Zen practice, we might call it uh, not knowing, letting go of expectations. So, so after ending is a state, often of disorientation, uh, sometimes confusion, but it's also a state of Uh, openness. It can be uh, beautifully uh, uncomfortable, you know, again, sometimes painful. Uh, This is especially true in more major transitions like ending a relationship or uh, ending a job. And, And often we you know, we resist or avoid this stage. This is this is a stage that is uh, uncomfortable, where we don't know what will happen. Like as I was describing, you no, know, I don't know uh, what will happen uh, with this book that is about to be birthed in the in the world. And you know, in truth, um, this is a super interesting stage. Um, I think about where I am in relationship. You know, to my uh, to my partner, uh, to my children, uh, to my work life. Um, this place of of not knowing. Uh, there's great discomfort, but also great sense of freedom and possibility in acknowledging and embracing and allowing allowing this stage. Uh, I remember several years ago when I. Uh, left my role as CEO of the Search Inside Yourself Leadership Institute. Um, it was painful, even though it was my choice, and I resigned. I I really didn't know what was next, and I distinctly remember a uh, a phone call that I had with a friend and colleague, uh, John Cabot Zinn, and he strongly encouraged me to uh, to take my time and to allow myself to spend time and stay in this place of discomfort, of not knowing what I was going to do next in my career in my work life. Uh, and that was, uh, I really appreciated his, uh, his advice, his support to stay with the discomfort, and to allow it not force it uh, to, to let it take as long as it needed to take. And And in some way, you know, wonderful things have emerged in my own uh, transition uh, since leaving that role. And in some way, I'm still in it, I'm still in it. um, You know, always in some way, uh, transition. And the third stage that uh, is described in this particular model is uh, new beginnings, right? So it's um, appreciating endings, allowing that place of the neutral zone or not knowing and then emerging into uh, new beginnings this is the stage of, of putting our insights and understanding into play right responding and acting uh, stepping into this might be stepping into a new job, a new role a new relationship sometimes it's a new identity during uh larger major uh, transitions. So again, this, um, this is a model that can be applied to major shifts in our lives or to the flow of transition of projects like writing a book or the transition of a day or a period of meditation. And so to begin, we uh, ending whatever we were previously doing, we stop, we pause, we enter a space of not knowing. A sense of letting go, as much as possible, and then we get up, and we enter the world, uh, new, and fresh, and altered. You know, in this model, uh, meditation practice can be like hitting the refresh button of our lives. Yeah, I think it's especially useful, right? I get all all these stages, all these stages, acknowledging endings, not knowing and mining, uh, crafting, whatever it is we're learning. Yeah, this is very similar to a, uh, a model that you may be familiar with that was uh, popularized by uh, a colleague of mine, uh, Otto Scharmer, and his book, A Theory U. And here he describes, right, the, the left side of the U is, he calls it um, observing and noticing and sensing. And then going down the U to the bottom is again, very similar to this the neutral zone, not knowing. And then coming up the right side of the U is uh, reinventing, recreated uh, our worlds. So again, whatever model, whatever model works for you, I think these are uh, useful ways of discovering uh, discovering uh, more freedom. Uh, transforming a uh, sense of conditioning, of habit energy into uh, more freedom, and more uh, possibility in how we respond, how we initiate and ultimately in how we show up for our lives. So may you, uh, I hope you can enjoy, appreciate and embrace transitions. And I want to read a, uh, a poem that is about uh, transitions. Uh, it's a poem called a Burning the Old Year by uh, wonderful poet Naomi Shihab Nye. Letters swallow themselves in seconds. Notes, friends, tied to the doorknob, transparent, scarlet paper, sizzle like moth wings marry the air so much of any year is flammable lists of vegetables partial poems orange swirling flame of days so little is a stone where there is something and suddenly isn't an absence shouts celebrates leaves a space I begin again with the smallest numbers. Quick dance, shuffle of losses and leaves. Only the things I didn't do crackle after the blazing dies. Where there was something and suddenly isn't, an absence shouts, celebrates, leaves a space. I begin again with the smallest numbers. Quick dance, shuffle of losses and leaves. Only the things I didn't do crackle after the blazing dies. Beautiful, beautiful poem. And I really appreciate uh, Naomi Shihab Nye's poem about uh, transitions. Welcome to the Zen Bones Puzzler where I will regularly be presenting a story or a Zen Kone or a poem, something to contemplate, to think about a story that has purpose. It's about developing greater insight and reflection, not so much for a solution, but as a way to support your practice, a kind of meditation in daily life. Today's Zen puzzler. I really like these uh, Zen koans, Zen puzzler, trying to uh, unpack them and apply them to how we can make them practical and at the same time allow the mystery, the mystery and uh, not knowing of them to penetrate our lives. And and this um, today's Zen puzzler is from a classic. Zen koan, Zen story. Um, It is uh, about a monk that asks the famous Zen teacher, uh, Zhao Zhao, uh, what is the meaning? What is the meaning of Zen? What is the meaning of Zen? And uh, Zhao Zhao famously replies in this particular uh, Zen koan, the cypress tree in the yard, the cypress tree in the yard. And this is one of those, uh, you know, some 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 of these end stories are somewhat logical, and some are completely make no sense at all. And this one, on its surface, looks like it makes no sense at all. Looks like uh, Zhao Zhao is um, avoiding the question. But what if he's not? What if uh, what if he's actually giving us a, a variety of of clues, uh, so again, the the way these uh, the way these koans are used in uh, Zen practice is that we just stay with them, right? So, what is the meaning? What is the meaning of Zen? The cypress tree in the yard. What is the meaning of Zen? What is what is what what is our what are our lives ultimately about? How can we penetrate our lives? So of course the question itself, it's kind of an impossible deep question, right? What does it mean? What does it mean to be a human being? And I think, you know, this is a great question. What does it mean? What does it mean to be human? Uh, What kind of human being do I want to be? And I don't think we ask this question enough uh, it's a question that I think um, I keep coming back to, right? What kind of human do I want to be? What kind of human do you want to be? And here, uh, the cypress tree in the yard, right? The cypress tree is, is true, and elegant, and always changing, right? This cypress tree was, was at one point a seed, is now this beautiful, magnificent cypress tree in the yard, shimmering, alive. Yeah, and one day, uh, one day will, will die, like all living things. So in some way, this is a a Zen story about uh, about transition. It's a Zen story about meaning uh, it's a Zen story that represents you know, this uh impossible deep question. What does what is the meaning of Zen? What is it? What is the meaning of our lives? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think um suggestion is to uh to stay with this question of um what, uh, what kind of human being do you want to be the cypress tree in the yard? What can you learn from the cypress tree? And trees are amazing. I'm, I'm sitting here right now looking at some trees out the window. Just spectacular, spectacular and uh, mysterious and to think that they are alive and how much movement is happening in them that we can't see. And uh, yeah, the elegance and mystery and beauty of uh, the cypress tree in the yard. And this question, of what uh, kind of human do you want to be? You might explore uh, reflecting on these questions in meditation practice, or throughout the day. Try journal writing. Uh, What kind of human do you want to be? And uh, what can I learn from any tree, any tree right now, right here? Listen in each week for interviews, teachings and guided meditations. You'll receive supportive tools for creating more meaningful work and mindfulness practices to develop yourself, to influence your organization, and to help change the world. Thank you for listening.